Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Dreams come true. Let's do this. This is the dream, isn't it? It's the dream. You got How the much of uh, set up? <laughs> yeah, I got set up. Yeah. Here we go. How much of that uh, chocolate bar did you end up eating? Do the whole piece or just a half piece? Well, you know how the chocolate bar is set up like a normal Hershey's with like the little squares that yeah. you can break off? Yeah. So I did half. You did half a square? Of a square. And I was scared <laughs> about doing a whole square because... Jason said it gave him the hiccups, and he's like the, he's like the spice king. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if people. I don't know if people really truly understand the level that Jason lives at right. when it comes to spice. Yeah, he's I, on a whole nother level. A whole nother level. And he said a whole square gave him the hiccups. Yeah, yeah, so, I did. I mean, I watched him eat it, and after about sixty seconds, he started getting like his <laughs> eyes started watering. Yep. So I, I snapped off half a square and very hot. Good, yeah. good hot though. Yeah. Oh, I actually enjoyed doing that chocolate bar way more than uh, when I had to do the one chip challenge. The one chip challenge was just, just you know, terrible. Like it came <laughs> from the devil. I've never done the one chip challenge. Just want to take a moment and welcome everybody to the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, welcome everybody to the podcast. The, the dream, the living the dream here, folks. <laughs> Pastor Aaron set up the podcast. He came and got me. He said, we're ready to go. We walked in mid-conversation. That's the way to start a podcast. That's the way to start it. I actually genuinely did want to know how I wasn't in there when you ate the chocolate too. So like, so, that yeah. was a real conversation. I, it's, I want to know how it went. It was hot. It was hot. We got this, uh, in case people don't know, we, we bought this uh, Carolina Reaper chocolate bar. Yeah. And it's hot. It's hot. It tastes just like normal chocolate the first few seconds. Yeah, the first few seconds I put it, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, tastes like a Hershey's chocolate. And you're like, oh, it's melting in your mouth. Yeah. And that melt just goes, you know how it gets all over your teeth and everywhere in your mouth. And like, then the heat sets in. (laughs) That chocolate is everywhere in your, melted all inside your mouth. And all of a sudden the heat starts coming on. Yeah. And eventually, the chocolate flavor completely went away, and all you could taste was Carolina Reaper. Yeah. So, yeah. and to be quite honest with you, I don't, I don't know how much of a fan I am of the flavor of some of these hot peppers. Yeah, I, I agree. So, like, um, like we were talking about Jason. Jason loves ghost pepper flavor. I'm not a big ghost pepper guy. Neither am I. I don't love the flavor of a ghost pepper. Mm-mm. Now, a habanero, which is not nearly as hot as a ghost pepper, but it's a pretty hot pepper. I love the flavor of habanero. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good flavor. But the ghost pepper, not so much. My favorite f- is jalapeno. Yeah, I mean, jalapeno is great. I love the flavor of jalapeno. It's so good. Mm. I used to work at this pizza place, and we had a big, big walk-in refrigerator. Yeah. And they had all of our ingredients in the refrigerator, and... Everything was delicious. Okay. Really, really, really fresh stuff, too. Yeah. Um, the kind of stuff you want to eat, like boar's head, oh, yeah. meat, and like, oh, so good. And if we didn't buy it, then we, we made it ourselves there. Okay. And so everything was so delicious. And always in the fridge was this big tub of 
pickled jalapenos. Ooh, pickled jalapenos. You can just pop them one after another, man. Yep. Yeah. Like, it was like, same thing with the pepper, pepperchino. Uh, what is that called? Uh, pepperchino? Yeah. Uh, that's not right. That's not right. It's uh, Maybe it is. Anyway, those yellow peppers. Pepperoncini. Pepperoncini. Yeah. <laughs> I'm second guessing everything right now. <laughs> the pickled jalapeno and then like a pe- pickled pepperoncini. Yeah. Those things to me. I can't stop eating some of those things sometimes. Oh, yeah. We, me and my wife got a salad the other day. Like just a t- it was actually for a, a small group we were doing. And we got a big, like, big takeout salad. And it had three or four of those pepperoncinis in it. Yeah, I, I ate every one of them. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. So good. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, what's our topic today, brother? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let's, I, I, I don't know. Let's, let's break down a little, little something. Okay. Um, let's do something a little different today. I love it. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's, let's break down. Uh, tell me about Ignited last night. Oh, Ignited last night was awesome. Actually, I want to know more about your two weeks ago. Okay. Your, your, your love part. Your love party. <laughs> <laughs> our love party? Our Valentine's yeah. party? Yeah. Yeah, our Valentine's party is awesome. We had, it was actually, of all of the like Valentine's parties that I've ever been to, helped host, which is a lot when you work in youth ministry. This one was probably by far my favorite. Um, it was kind of, we kind of set the vibe as like classy. Uh, we rolled out the red carpet. Like literally we have this big red carpet. It looked awesome. I wanted to come so badly. Just so you know, I think I had mentioned that. I was like, I really want to come over here and hang out. And I was preaching though in the main. Yeah. And I mean, the just the entryway when you walked in, we had like a balloon arch in the entryway. We had kind of the... Uh, like it, a section blocked off. So you walked in, you walked right into the red carpet. There was this awesome photo booth uh, that uh, Kayla had put together, uh, which is this really cool area. But you could, we had the ring light out so you could take selfies out there. Or Preston uh, was doing photography that night. And so he was taking pictures of people over there. Uh, and then we had, man, and th- this was the big, this, 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 was, uh, this was a hit. We had a, a chocolate fountain that we had. Mm. And just a chocolate fountain just by itself yes. is awesome. Yes. But Kayla had this great idea where we set up the chocolate fountain on the, on the half wall. And then she covered the half wall in like parchment paper. And then we laid out all of the things that you could dip in the chocolate fountain in like a giant charcuterie board kind of style. Mm. And... And there was everything that you could think of that you might want to dip in a chocolate fountain or that you would be like, man, that's so gross, but I want to try it. Mm. That was there. I mean, potato chips, pretzels, uh, cheese cheese puffs, which I heard was not good to dip a cheese puff in the chocolate fountain. Cheese doesn't sound like (laughs) – cheese and chocolate doesn't sound like a good combo. No, I don't think so. Uh, But then all kinds of different fruit – uh, Oreos, brownies, oh. marshmallows. Uh, oh, it was it was awesome. That sounds delicious. gummy bears. Oh, um, yeah. So that was like that was just a, a super fun. That was happening all after party, and we kind of you know, shrunk the service down a little bit. There wasn't a lot going on. We got rid of announcements. Worship was just acoustic style worship, and it was really really powerful. Actually, man, the spirit of the Lord was moving during worship. It was awesome. That is awesome. And then and, well, I preached for a little bit. We came out, man, that chocolate fountain was going. 
and that was that was hopping all night long until we shut it down. You've been youth pastor for how many years now? I think this will be this will be my fourth. Okay, fourth year. What's been your favorite event that you've done? <clears throat> favorite event? Um, well, I mean, it's hard to to not say that the switch has my favorite event that we do. Um, I mean, I don't care what you say. I'm not looking for a specific. Yeah, I, I think that's that's my <laughs> favorite event. If it's your favorite, you can definitely say it's your favorite. I was just I was trying to think of like a one night like Wednesday night event. I, I was thinking more of like a Wednesday night event, but yeah. like so maybe go go that mm-hmm. stay in that vein for me. What's, okay, what's your been your favorite Wednesday night event that you've done so far? Okay. Uh, honestly, this Valentine's party was super up there. You hit you hit a you hit a sweet spot with that yeah, one. Yeah, that was really awesome. No pun intended. Um, we did last year. We did a super fun event. Uh, it was the night of mystery. Oh, and see that one seemed like fire. It was so much fun, and we basically the entire night was like a giant like murder mystery game. Like yeah. you ever been to, like those murder mystery party games where yes. everybody's a character? I've been right? to one before. Okay, so it was fun. Basically, the entire night with everyone in the youth ministry was like that. Ooh. And all of our adult volunteers like played a role. They all played a character. And then the students were like, all, all the students were detectives. We printed out and gave each of them like a little notebook to write down clues. Mm-hmm. And they all like were trying to work together to solve the case. That was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, that one is definitely, that one might have been my favorite. I think you'll ever do that one again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to do that one again. That's a lot of work. It was a ton of work because, <laughs> believe it or not, there's not a lot of murder mystery games out there that are appropriate to do at church. Yes. Yes. Um, and so we actually had to totally write our own game hmm. um, and, like, come up with all the rules, all the characters, all their backstories, who, who did it. Uh, and it was it was a kidnapping. So like how it happened, how it went down, all the things you needed to find out who did it. It was that was a lot of work to create that whole game. What you need for the future is like some sort of because they've been coming out with Christian games that mirror some of the most popular games. Yes. You need something like that to happen for like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that I'm, would be awesome. Yeah, myst- a mystery murder night, but we don't really want it to be murder, right? But like, you know, because it's church. We had like a mystery kidnapping. Something's been stolen. The art, pe- you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, but that was a ton of fun. Um, yeah, that was that was a blast. Another night that I loved that we did, especially the first time that we did it, was when we did our night of calamity. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, which was a ton of fun. It, I think the first time we did it, it was even better just because there was so much mystery. We weren't revealing a lot of what, what was going to happen that night. And so we were kind of teasing the suit, and there was so much anticipation about what some of the stuff was going to be. Yeah. And like we did, we did what we called, uh, oh, what did we call it with the band out in the parking lot? I think we just called it the Band of Calamity. Okay. And we had picked up all these free instruments, like off Facebook Marketplace. Yes. And we had all these instruments out in the parking lot, and the students could just go out, and we would give them sledgehammers, and they could just smash pianos and guitars and drum sets, keyboards. That was pretty fun. Yes, that is fun. That is fun. What would you say, in your opinion, would be then, um, I'll transition your thought processes more to like the main church. Yeah. Of all the things Cornerstone does, 
we got to think about like um, at the movies and yeah. uh, men's conference. We've got spring. Uh, revival services, uh, missions launch Sunday. There's Princess Warrior for the women's conference. Um, there's just a few other kind of like things that Cornerstone does every year. Yeah. What, what's your favorite one? Well, probably my favorite service that we do every year is pro- got to be Good Friday. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's just awesome. I love it. Hmm. Um, yeah. What what <laughs> what specifically then is it? Uh, it I could think, be a combination of yeah. many things, but what what makes that one so special to you? I think it's the uh, the atmosphere of just kind of re- reflecting on what really what Jesus did on the cross. Because a lot of our our Easter service is, I mean, it's awesome, but it's so much of this big celebration of what, I mean, you know, Jesus coming out of the grave. Um, and it's also uh, a gr- kind of maybe a little bit geared toward uh, inviting new people to. Um, and I think the Good Friday service is just so, it's so powerful hmm. just to get in a mindset of just being thankful and just thinking, man, what Jesus did for me. Yeah. You know, I've been studying a little bit of First uh, John 4, and that whole chapter of 1 John 4 is all about the love of God. This is love, not that I loved God, but that God loved us while we were still sinners, and he sent Jesus to be the atoning sacrifice for us. And thinking about that, the love of God on Good Friday, just, I don't know, something about it just, just wrecks me every single year, and it's awesome. Um, also, I'm a huge fan of Man Up. The Man Up Conference. Yeah. I think we started doing Man Up when I was maybe like eighth grade. And I didn't get to go to the very first one that we did. Uh, but after that, I think I've come to almost all of them. Mm-hmm. And I think I didn't go because I didn't know that it was like I could have gone. Yeah. Like afterwards, somebody, some like teenagers from Ignited were talking about it. And I was like, wait, I could have gone to that? Yeah. Um, but after that, I think I've gone every single year, and I absolutely love the Man Up Men's Conference. Um, it's super powerful. Hmm. Um, the Lord has really spoken to me multiple times out of that event, too, yeah. which is just awesome. Yeah. Super cool. And then, I know, this. I'm, <laughs> I'm having trouble just picking one. It's like there's been so many moments where God has like really spoken to me a couple times. I was thinking about like spring revival services Mm -hmm. twice in particular, God spoke something to me at those services that really like changed the trajectory of my life. What did he say? Uh, There was one time when I was in, in middle school and I had my whole life planned on going into the Marine Corps. Um, one of my dad's good friends is a Marine. Uh, he was a Marine. He just retired a few years ago, but he was a career Marine. And I really looked up to this guy. He was one of my dad's good friends. Uh, he you know, loved his family. He's got you know, a wife and four kids, I think. And I was like, man, this, this guy's awesome. Really looked up to this guy. And so I just I wanted to, to go into the Marines. And my, my, gran- my grandpa was in the Army. Um, I had a lot of family history in the military. Um, with, with uh, a lot of my, my mom's side of the family and things like that. And so I, I know, it just seemed like a good place to go. And then they were like, yeah, you can go. And then after you do it, uh, uh, <clears throat> you're, you're there for like, you know, your four years, whatever contract you sign, yeah. you know, you can get your, your college paid for, you can become a chaplain. And I was like, man, this would be awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. 
And she had a lot of, there's a lot of people at my college that were coming out of the military experience. They had done their like duty, so to speak. I'm not exactly sure the the phrasing, the words that we use, but they were at ORU and the military was paying for it. Right. Yeah. And And I was like, man, that'd be so cool. That's kind of what I was going towards. And uh, and at the spring convention service, I can tell you exactly where I was sitting and I can tell you who was preaching. It was uh, Mark Roser. Yeah. Um, who's, I, was, I believe at that point was still a mission, missionary in South Africa. Is that where he was a missionary? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Okay. Um, and he was there speaking and something, he, he was just preaching. I don't remember what he was preaching about, but during his message, the Lord just spoke so clearly to me and was like, I have something different for you. And he, and it was it didn't wasn't like this is what it is, hmm. but it was just like you don't need to follow that path, but be looking for other opportunities. That's wild. And like <clears throat> so, it's hard to be like that's not my favorite because that was just an absolute life changing. And you said the Lord spoke to you another time too. Yeah, yeah. There was another time when I was in maybe maybe I think it was in the IMA, and so maybe eighteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there, and I can't remember who was who was preaching at this one. Might have been Pastor uh, Pastor Kemp Holden, I think. And he was he was just preaching, and it was just a, a moment of I was, I was trying to make a decision about kind of what to do after the IMA, hmm. and you know I didn't have a big plan. It was a moment where I. Pretty much since I'd been like 15 or 16, it kind of had the next three or four years of my life planned out. And then I was like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And I was, as it got closer, you know, that was, so I guess it would have been 19 because I was getting pretty close to when I was going to graduate. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was freaking out about what I was going to do. I had no idea. And I was really. It's a real, I call it the pinch point. It's a real pinch point in life. Yeah. It is. I had a little bit of a personal, like, oh, what what am I gonna do? And after I graduate, yeah, college, absolutely, yeah. And so I was I was really getting kind of some anxiety about it, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I felt like the Lord just spoke so much peace to my heart during that spring convention. Just the whole weekend, the Lord was just bringing up like little word after little word after little word. It was just constantly like like an I got you. Hmm. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I'll yeah, open yeah, yeah. the next door. It's just kind of like these little things. And that totally brought peace to my heart about that whole next season of my life. Hmm. Very nice. So uh, there you go. Yeah. This is, I guess, this is Get to Know Pastor Aaron <laughs> uh, podcast 77. What are we on right 78. Now? 78? We're on 78. My goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I could, we'll just call this podcast <laughs> Get to Know Pastor Aaron. <laughs> That's what it's turned into. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, thing I love that we do here at Cornerstone is our at the movies services mm-hmm. because they are an awesome opportunity to invite people to church. We get um, upwards of like 200 visitors. Yeah. When you walk Sunday. up to somebody and it can be a complete stranger and you're like, hey, do you want to go see a free movie yeah. on Sunday? They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, <clears throat> also popcorn, pop. Snacks, that's all covered. Sheesh. And and then you you kind of you know you begin to talk about it a little bit more, and that's been an awesome 
just it's so cool to, that we get to put on that big of a community event um, and see all those people come, see people make a decision to come to know Jesus. Um, I've had so many like family members and friends or like neighbors that don't normally ever come to church, uh, but they'll come to at the movies. Yes. And so man, that's, I think that's one of the, the most fun events that we do at Cornerstone. Yes, I agree. I really look forward to at the movies Sunday. Yeah. Every year. Oh, I'm, oh, for sure. And I'm heavily involved in it. The planning, the working, the making it happen. The, there's a lot of can be a lot of stress involved with it. Things can go wrong yeah. quickly. Um, but once it all comes together and all the work is done, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for At The Movies. I'm yeah. so excited for At The Movies. And it is a lot of work going into it. And um, and it is one of my favorite services that we, that we have here at church for sure. 100%. For sure. Um, okay, so here we go. We've got uh, I got a f- more questions for you if you don't All mind. Right. Yeah, shoot. Um, you you f- you figure out you have this pinch point in life. Yeah, the Lord starts speaking to you. Don't worry, I'll open up some doors. So you got to kind of be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop <laughs> worrying. You yeah. know, yeah, trust God. The doors start opening. You're starting to walk through them. Oh, this is fantastic. Now you're kind of just a single dude. You're into your uh, you're kind of into your career. Yeah. Um, What's your mindset like at that point? Are you just focused on work? Or are you thinking to yourself, Lord, what's uh, got a girl out there for me? Lord, what's the next thing you got for me? What, what's your mindset like right now when you started the job here? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a little bit of both. So when I was in the IMA, I was I was dating this girl for a little while, and we had broken up, and it was it was a really good thing that we broke up. But especially at the time I was, I was 18, maybe didn't handle it emotionally super well. And so then um, I am a director at the time, Pastor Evan, was like, hey, man, you should just just take some time. Just like focus on yourself, grow, be get yourself better. And I took that advice to the absolute max. Um, and, and this is what I mean by that. I would like listen to... Uh, relationship podcasts, messages, how to like uh, devotional plans on how to become like the best man that you can mm-hmm. be. I, I was reading books about it, mm-hmm. like just not not like about like marriage, but just like how can I become the best man that I like. I would literally like read books, listen to messages, podcasts, uh, daily devos on the Uversion Bible app, and <laughs> um, and then so when I got the job here, I was kind of still in that phase, mm-hmm. but I was starting to be like, oh man, it would be really awesome to, you know, obviously I definitely wanted to get married and wanted to to have a partner to do life with, to mm-hmm. live whatever adventure God calls calls us to live that together. Um, but I was also wanted to, starting a new job, like want to make sure I'd, I was doing a good job at it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So it was a little bit split between those two. Okay. And have you felt like you've been able to, like, you look back on those years, you know, then you started dating Dana, you got engaged, you got married. Yeah. Was all those things that you were kind of, like, uh, worried about, should you have been worried about them? Everything turned out okay? Yeah, everything, everything turned out great. I am glad that I took some time uh, just to work on on chasing the Lord, work yeah. on uh, getting better myself. 
I maybe took it a little too extreme. Really? Um, <clears throat> just with like some of the stuff I would be so worried about and like try to get better at, like that didn't really matter. Like what? Um, <clears throat> some of the stuff was like how to trying to learn how to be. Uh, let me see how to try to put this, but be able to be there emotionally and like listen to uh, to Dana, whether it's like in dating, engaged, married. That was very important, but everything that I've tried to learn didn't, it didn't really, I, I wasn't able to make that transition over to real life. Okay. So I had to learn it um, as I went. Uh, Does that make sense? Yes. And <laughs> I, I, will, I will say something too. Okay. You don't really know anything until you put it into practice. Yeah, right. And so that was some of the stuff I was like, man, I like read about this, but this is way different actually doing it than yeah. I reading about it in a book two years ago. Oh, you gosh. know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Knowledge is a shadow of experience. Yeah. It, it doesn't even, it, it, it obviously compares because it's a shadow. Right. But it almost holds no substance. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, but I mean, with <laughs> everything in life. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> everything that you're doing. It's, you ever, it's, like, watch a YouTube video on, like, how to change out your sink? Yeah. Well, I and, just... And you're like, oh, that's easy. And then you get into it, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just a few months ago, our dishwasher broke. And I was super frustrated because it had the warranty on it had like expired a month before it broke. Classic. I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like trying all this stuff. I can't figure it out. So I watch a YouTube video and they're like, all right, start with this. So I bought the part, Mm. tried that, didn't work. And then they were like, okay, now it could be two things. And you have to guess which one it is. Mm. I was like, nah. Yeah. And one of them is like sixty dollars, and one of them is two hundred. Gotta start with the sixty. <laughs> start with the sixty dollar part. And uh, so I I got the sixty dollar part. I was like, okay, so now the video I watched this looked pretty easy to do. With, with yeah, it wasn't that easy to do. I had to take the whole dishwasher out of the wall, like unscrew everything, totally take it apart, re put it back together. It works now. I fixed it. Yeah. But you know, it's like a five minute YouTube video for. a two-and-a-half-hour project. I took this class in college called Church Growth and Planting. Okay. And we had this big project. It, it was essentially like the class was was reading two books and doing this class project. Like that was seriously it. And there okay. was like you were tested on the first book you read, and okay. then you were tested on the second book you read. and then But the whole thing was like we had this group of four of us, and we were given by the teacher – like drew out of a hat a city okay in the United States yeah and we had to plant a church there okay and there was this like huge booklet he gave us and it asked us questions and we had to answer the questions based upon like our church plant right like what's the name of your church right yeah um who's the pastor Okay. Because there's a group of four of us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who's like, what? what's your talents within the group? Um, you're, are you going to have to find a worship leader now? Like, I mean, like, this was a book okay. to fill out. Yeah. And 
you had to plan your you and you had to plan a growth strategy too. It's oh really my gosh, in depth, right? Yeah, so in depth. But the the God's honest truth behind everything we wrote down and everything we figured out, none of us knew. Is this really <laughs> gonna work? Right. And we hand the project in, and it's actually comes with a lot of criticism from the professor. Wow. He's like, no, that style of worship isn't going to work in your city. We're like, really? I, what? Because <laughs> we actually had to choose the style of worship we're going to use. Wow. But okay. we just looked at the four of us and we're like, what kind of style of worship do you like? Right. Well, this is the kind of I like. This is kind of, hey, like, why don't, are we all comfortable with this between the four of us? Yeah, I, I like that. Okay. Yeah. But he's like, no, that's not going to work in that city. <laughs> I mean, he was adamant. Right? What in the world? He, he's just, you knew it all. Uh. This guy, this, but I must say this, that this professor had never once himself, I don't think, he's never been a pastor himself. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. This is like something, this is the educational world where like knowledge has puffed up, but yeah. the experience is not there. Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, and so we made the necessary changes to get the A. Yeah. Right. And, but honestly, the guys knows truth is like, we didn't, we have all this knowledge now on church growth and planting. None of us have put it into practice. We don't really know if it's actually going to work. Right. But this guy says it'll work now. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, okay, good. And then, you know, you get your A and you graduate. I still don't know anything. <laughs> like, that's the guy's honest truth behind all that. I yeah. mean, I took a class on church growth and planting. I still don't know how to plant a church or grow a church because I've never actually done it. Right. It's so important that everybody understands that knowledge does not equal success. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people graduate college puffed up. Oh, yeah. With a lot of knowledge. 100%. And they, and they actually will get their first job and, like, they get into, the, like, their first meeting. And they're in the meeting and it's, like, their, like, first week in the job. And there's a problem to solve or there's a something to create. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a ministry to tend to and ideas need to be had. And you give your idea and... You know, the person in charge of the meeting is like, we did, we tried that and that ain't going to work. <laughs> right. And you're like, I wonder how much I actually, <laughs> I wonder if I actually know how to do anything. Yeah. Because knowledge does not actually equal success. Yeah. And it's just different. It, it is super different. And I'm going to add one more thing to that. When you're making a real-time game-time decision that has a lot of weight to it more because when you're when you're learning that stuff in in school, that letter grade has a lot of weight to it. Yes, you're just looking for an A. <laughs> but when you're in a real life job, what you know, we're we're both in ministry, but any kind of job, and all of a sudden the decisions that you have to make on the job site, you know, real time, are affecting people's lives. Yep. They're affecting people's homes, their products, quality of living. For us, they're their spirituality, right? Yeah. That's a whole different ball game. Yeah, you realize there is a parent out there who really wants you to disciple their their kid well. Yeah, <laughs> and mentor them well <laughs> and teach them well. Yeah, and, and like, the, uh, okay, this is this is different. Di- yeah, A is not the goal. Yeah, exactly. Like, different, different, absolutely different. Yeah. I loved uh, when I was in the IMA. I read a book. Uh, I think it's called uh, What They Never Taught Me in Seminary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. James Emery White. Mm-hmm. Great book. Mm-hmm. But his opening like thing was really funny. And he was like, my first year in ministry, I realized most of the people in my church 
didn't really care how good my paper that I wrote on the triune God was. <laughs> They're like, they cared if I could help them fix their marriage. Yes. Or if I could help them raise their kids. I know. Or if I could show them the way to Jesus. Like, that's what they cared about. <laughs> I mean, I wrote this. Uh, we'll end with this. All right. Because I wrote this paper in college about the revival in Ireland. Okay. Yeah. This is where St. Patrick yeah. came yeah, yeah, from. Yeah. Right? I put so much into this paper. I mean, I know about the revival in Ireland. Yeah. Guess who cares about that? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. One person cared, and that was the professor who was grading that paper. <laughs> right. Outside of that one single person in all of humanity, nobody could care less about my knowledge about the revival in Ireland. You know what they want? They want a revival right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> Oh, the world we live in, and which goes right back to what you were talking about, how you were learning how to be in a, like, you know, this emotionally present person and like for, for Dana and it wasn't translating well. And you realized, I just need to start doing it myself and just figure it out as I go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> we just talked about it for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty Great to be with you today, audience. We're making dreams come true today. We just got to know Pastor Aaron a little bit. Maybe next week we'll do get to know Pastor Luke. I love it. Just got to come with some questions. I'll come with some questions. Right. I can do that. Any? I mean, I don't know why I asked you those questions. I, there was just something I was interested in knowing. Yeah. Maybe other people are too. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Awesome. All right, everybody. Catch you on the next one. See you guys next time. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.